This is the Student Leadership News Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Student Leadership News Podcast. It's Jack here. Joining me on the podcast is Nade. Nade, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you, Jack? I'm doing great. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I'm super excited too. Yes, we were on the uh, the pod the last episode of the podcast. We were indeed. Had a lot of fun. Uh, yep. Andy joined us that time. This time, it's just us. Yep, we've kicked him out. We're taking over. Yeah, that's <laughs> all right. Now, as always, we like to have uh, a bit of fun on the podcast. The oh, last yeah. couple of weeks, we have been playing uh, a game of Would You Rather, Ooh. and uh, we will be doing the same thing this week. So okay. just to clarify, if you uh, if you haven't uh, heard us play this game before, first of all, we would encourage you to go back, maybe listen to some uh, other episodes of the Student Leadership News podcast. But how it works, uh, I've got two questions uh, to ask them today. She hasn't okay. seen... Uh, these questions. She doesn't know what I'm going to ask her. Correct. <laughs> um, so one of these questions is just for a bit of fun. And the second one is more of a leadership based question. Um, and it's pretty simple. Nadee just has to pick which one she would rather okay, and cool. give give me a reason why. Mm, okay. okay. So Nadee, are you ready to play Would You Rather? I am ready. I'm very excited to see what question you have for me. <laughs> All right. So we'll get into the first one now. Today, I know uh, you can speak multiple languages. You can, you, that is correct. You're <laughs> technically fluent in two different languages, so <laughs> English and Afrikaans, correct? Yes, that is yes, correct. Yes, great. So this question, it's would mm. you rather be able to speak any language in the world, so Ooh. just more than Afrikaans and English, okay. any language in the world, or any language. any language, or have the ability to speak to any animal? Speak to any animals, hands down. Didn't even Why would you pick that? think about that one. Well... Look, I feel like if I really, really wanted to, I could learn another language. But it's true. Nobody, well, I mean, that I know of, besides Doctor Doolittle, can actually speak to animals. Now, if you can possess this skill, that would be epic. Let's say your dog is just, you know, barking uncontrollably, and you're, you can be like, "Hey, why are you barking like that?" They can tell you why. Or you see a little squirrel on the sidewalk, you'd be like, "Hey, what's up, man?" You know, you can just chat to any animal you want. I love how squirrel, I feel like, is the <laughs> universal, like, animal that people think of yeah. when they think of talking to an animal. Like, we don't have squirrels where we live. That's correct. But when I think, you know, having the ability to speak to an animal, I'm like, squirrel is still one of the first animals that pops really? into my head. Yeah. And I, I only saw one, like, years and years ago. But that's very interesting. Yes, I would have definitely picked the other. I feel like it's really? I feel like it's a lot more okay. helpful being able Fair to enough. speak any language in the world. Uh, you can just go anywhere, talk to anybody. Mm, you know, obviously English is the uh, is the preferred language in a, in a lot of countries, and mm. you can go there and people will you know get what you're saying based on English. But I think you would be able to just do a lot more in different cultures based yeah. on mm. on uh, being able to speak their language. Yeah. So okay, okay. I guess two sides of the coin yep. there. But let's say you go swimming with dolphins, you could talk to the dolphins as well. Yeah, you got to admit that would be pretty cool. Oh yeah, just or or like being able to communicate with sharks, exactly. just being like, "Hey, don't, don't eat me today, me. <laughs> please." Yeah, like okay. Great. Well, very interesting answer there. All right. So the second one, this is more leadership based. Mm-hmm. So would you rather come up with your own great idea, maybe within okay. a leadership team meeting, or right. help someone, help another person within the team implement their own great idea? Hmm. I think I would rather help someone else implement their own idea. Yeah, great. Why Why would you say that? 
Probably just because I find it more fun to help other people than other people help me, yep. if that makes any sense. So I'd rather hear somebody's idea out, let them explain it to me, and then me go, oh, that's an epic idea. Yes, I want to get behind that. Let's do it. And then, you know, be a part of whatever idea they envisioned it to turn out and help them reach that goal. Yeah, great. I, I would I would actually be the opposite again. Uh, I'm going to go against you again. <laughs> okay. I would much rather come up with my own great idea. I do love to help other people, like what you were saying, and I think it's great to help other people's uh, ideas come to life. Yep. Um, but at the same time, I don't think there's a better feeling than you know coming up with your own bright idea. You get to write it on the whiteboard. Everybody's yep. everybody, and you notice that everybody else is excited for the idea. And then all your friends, they start to get involved uh, and they start to help out help out with your idea. And then by the end, it's your idea that you get to see come to life. Uh, I just don't think there's any better feeling than that. And it's a great success. Yes, <laughs> that is right. So thank you for answering those questions. Thank you for day. Uh, Playing Would You Rather <laughs> again. Uh, got to hear some interesting sides. Both of us having different sides. Each yeah, other, like contradicting, <laughs> contradicting each other every time. But... Uh, as we do every week, we are going to get into our top three stories. Here we go. Three, two, one. Top three. That's right. We are going to share our top three stories that we have heard uh, from the uh, student leadership news. Uh, we, it's been posted online mm-hmm. um, and, you know, we've heard it all across the country. Yep. Um, we think these ideas uh, are great. And, they are, and we wanted to share uh, some of these stories. So uh, we have three. Uh, yes. Nade, you're going to give us two. I'm going to give us one. Uh, like so how plan. about you start us off with the first story? Okay. Our first story is from John Septimus Rowe Anglican Community School. Now, what this school does is they have an annual event, which is often a highlight for the entire year, and they call this day Founders Day. Now, Founders Day is an entire day dedicated to show the appreciation for the school community, including the partner orphanages that the school support through fundraising. Oh, great. So, these orphanages are a bunch of different ones in their community, just around their state, that and the so school... the school already has involvement in yes. as part of these orphanages as yep, well, like they exactly. do other things. No, that's great. I love yep. that. And then the student leaders throughout the year get to, you know, think of different fundraisers that they can hold to support those orphanages. Yeah, that's great. But that's not what this day is about. This day is to celebrate their school and their founders of their school so to start it off the students go to a formal gathering both primary and secondary so they don't split the school up everybody comes together and they look back at the founders of the school how far the school community has come and just how the school has progressed they could even get in guest speakers that come in talk about the school who have been there before who have you know probably even helped start up that school yeah so this whole day is focused on celebrating the starting up of their school. Who helped celebrating how it used to be and what it is now. And also just celebrating those people who are involved with the school now, who are serving the school, even just the students that go to school. But the day doesn't stop there. Now to start off the day, they have all their formal assemblies, everything, all yep. the education part. Just like a normal part of, a, of an event that yep. you might run. Exactly. But to finish it off they have their annual colour run. 
Well. So all the students, once again, primary and high school, get to change into their white clothes. So as they run through their course, that's probably down at their sporting oval. Yep. All the teachers get to spray on the colours onto the students. And like you're running through. Oh, yeah. It's so much fun. Yeah. And you come out of the colour run course with colour all over your short yep. shirt. It's in your hair. It's all over your legs and your arms. But that's the fun of it. Yeah. You get to come out of the running course by you know, not only celebrating your whole school, yep. but getting to have fun with it as well. Yeah, that's a, that's an awesome story. What I love about it is, uh, you know, you talked early, earlier about it. Uh, the primary and secondary students both got involved. Yep. I think that's that can be really important when you put Definitely. on an event is getting uh, both sides of the school if you can. You know, some schools are obviously only secondary schools, some are yep. only primary. But if you are a larger school where you have both, I think it's it's a really great way uh, to sort of help out your events if you can get both primary and secondary students involved. Yep. It brings the whole school together. And then the young students can also look to the older students and just say, oh, I'm so excited to like get into high school because we get to hold these fundraisers. We get to lead the school through our Founders Day and it gives them something to look forward to. Exactly right. It shows uh, the secondary students have an opportunity to set a really good example mm -hmm. for the primary school students. And, you know, you also talked about, uh, you know, Founders Day celebrating where the school was, yep. uh, where it was and uh, where it is now. I think a day like this is also a great opportunity to celebrate or have a think about where the school will be. Exactly. So thinking about the future as well, staying mm -hmm. future minded, thinking about uh, where we can, you know, impact our community. You talk talked about the orphanages uh they can you know they could maybe branch out and try and help them in the future as well and really having a think about that so i think that's a great way of focusing on the past present and future exactly. and, and getting everybody involved great idea thank you john septimus yes thank you for sending that in now i'm going to bring us the second story right, take um, it away. and this story is from safety bay high school now these uh, the student leaders they choose a different charity every semester, okay, uh, to raise money for. So I know uh, we went to school together. Yes, we did. And uh, at our school, we would only pick one charity, and we would focus on that for the whole year, yep. and we'd just be As raising most money. Would. Yeah, and a lot of schools do the same thing. We would just pick that one charity. We would focus on that for the year, raise as much money as we could for that one charity. But the students at Safety Bay High School. Uh, they pick a, a couple different charities throughout the year. So two for this year for each semester, term one and term two, they'll focus on one, term three and term four, focus on mm -hmm. another one. Yep. So uh, for this particular part of the year, uh, they decided to focus on JDRF. So if you don't know who JDRF are, uh, it stands, they stand for Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. Now, the okay. reason it's called Juvenile Diabetes, back in the 70s, 1970s, okay. that's what diabetes actually used to be called. Juvenile. So, yeah, it used to be called Juvenile Diabetes. That's okay. what it was called back in the day. Interesting. Uh, so, yeah, so they've just sort of taken that uh, and it become Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. Um, and so they, they really lead the charge, lead the fight against diabetes. Uh, type one diabetes mm. and uh, finding right. out, you know, how, how we can support people who have that. So that's, that's the charity that the student leaders at Safety Bay High School focused on. Now they organized, organized an event, which they called color for a cause. Now this day it involved all the students getting dressed up in really colorful clothes and some of the teachers as well. And uh, also having a colorful bake sale. They bake Aww. some colorful cupcakes, some colorful full-size cakes. The best. You know, all sizes of cakes, <laughs> colorful. All cake sizes. Yeah, that's right. And uh, from this bake sale and, you know, from the free dress as well, they raised a total of $466 wow. in one day. 
That is a lot for one day. I know, I know. You know, I think it's pretty easy to raise, you know, a, a, a bit of money throughout the year if you yep. put on heaps of events and you're actually actively trying to fundraise. Yeah, because you've got uh, the whole year to raise Exactly those right. So, you know, if you have maybe one event that doesn't do as well as the others, that's okay. You can, uh, you know... Make, make up it, for it next time. Make up for it next time. But they did this in one day, $466. So I think that's definitely a, a sizable donation that they made to um, JDIF. But... The day didn't stop there. Okay. It, it kept going for some students. They they also had the opportunity to hear from two of the incredible local wheelchair basketball uh, stars in their community. Now, I'm a basketball player. I, I love to play basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I have a really big appreciation for wheelchair basketball players. I don't know if you've ever sat in a chair or a wheelchair have, and, yes. and tried to shoot a, oh. a basketball into the hoop while no. you're sitting in the chair. But you don't, you don't get to use your legs to, like, no. push up the ball or yep. to like turn your body towards to shoot or anything you're just yeah stuck using your arms it's a lot harder than it looks every time <laughs> i sit in the chair i'm just like i'm gonna make it this time and then almost every time i miss horribly big air ball yep that's it but you know that's why i have a great appreciation and obviously this the students at this school they had a great appreciation for their local uh, wheelchair basketball stars as well so yep. they brought a couple of them in they spoke to the students um and some of the students even got an opportunity to play a few rounds of wheelchair really? basketball as well which is a lot of fun uh definitely a challenging sport oh i can imagine um, so definitely a lot of fun to get involved in. And if you want to see some photos, uh, you can head to studentleadership.news. We posted the photos from all these stories. Uh, there's there's some photos. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's just one story. And I think it's a great way of getting students involved, not only through a fundraiser, but also through a bit of fun as well. They had that wheelchair basketball aspect on the side. Yeah, definitely. And that will make it so much more memorable for the students that experience that. Is It's not just, you know, a normal day where they're holding a fundraiser and students dress up. Other students actually get to experience something that they never have before, like the wheelchair basketball. That's right. And I think if you have an aspect like that in any of your events that you hold at school, something that'll make it more memorable, more noticeable, then definitely that'll be a highlight of the year. 100%. So that is the second story from Safety Bay High School. Today, you've got the third and final story from our top three. I do. Now, in our leadership podcast, we talk a lot about great events like we did just before. And they're mainly about, you know, raising awareness for something or fundraisers. But I think student leaders often forget that they can also just run events that are fun events that the entire school can get involved in and then maybe celebrate something of the school or just have a common goal that they want to work towards and one of it can be holding an event that the entire school can get around yeah just for a bit of fun exactly now penrose college and wesley college so two schools two schools yeah right two schools who are brother and sister school that's right so they they have a lot to do with each other all the time yeah okay Mm -hmm. cool they had some of their student council members from each school organise and participate in their annual tradition, which is a nepple match against each other. Wow, that sounds like a fun annual tradition oh, to have. Oh, yeah. So definitely a bit of school rivalry there. Yep. And there's only one way to settle it. It's through some friendly competition. And these schools decided a nepple match is the way to settle it. What a way to settle it. Now, an event like this doesn't cost anything there's minimal preparation that has to be done but there can still be a purpose why students are encouraged to get involved it's to compete against each other for the bragging rights for who doesn't love bragging rights at at the end of the day Mm -hmm. especially if it's against a school that you have a bit of rivalry with so that's what this school wanted to do so what they did 
everybody came together at one of the school's netball courts. It changes every year. And they made up their teams. Students started putting their hands up for different positions. And those who weren't participating in the game, they were the cheer squad. So they'd be like all lined up around the side of the court yep. cheering on their school. So it's not just school. down to the players. All the other students oh, get no. to get involved as well. That's great. Oh, yeah. They got to bring the team spirit, the mas- massive cheer squads all throughout the game and of course that gets everybody hyped up because you're playing the game it's intense you want to win and you've just got this massive group of people cheering for you and you're like oh yeah i'm hyped up i'm excited we're gonna win this yeah and jack as you would know you're a big sports guy yeah as you said with your basketball and everything you need refs for the game yes you do Uh, refs umpires you know whatever you may call them in your sport Mm -hmm. though sometimes they uh, they make the wrong call, <laughs> and you are you're, aren't, not, happy with you're it. not happy with their decision. Uh, I think they are needed in all games. Otherwise, sometimes that competition you talked about gets a little bit too out of hand. Yep, gets a little bit heated. So these students had one representative from each school be the umpires. The students umpired. The students umpired. Wow. Now it is a hard job as a student because. Oh yeah. You've got two choices. You've got the choice of, oh, you know, do I let my school win? Because obviously I want my team to win. But then again, you got to play fair. You can't be biased or cheat and, you know, give the other team or school points as well. Yeah, that's right. Now, we had a similar situation back when we were in school, we Jack. Did. We held a netball comp as well. Yep. But instead of it being against another school, it was against students and teachers. Yep. Now, we only had student referees for this. Yeah. So they had the big toss-up to, oh, do I let my school students win? Because they're my friends and they should. But, you know, exams are coming up. I could, you know, yeah. suck up to my teacher a little bit. Maybe so try they and like bump up my grade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. So it's a big, big decision that has to be made. But at the end of the day, everybody had a great time. It was a great netball match for everyone to watch as well. But in this instance, in this school netball tradition, it was a fierce competition. But Wesley once... They took it out. They did. Congratulations they took the to Wesley College. They got, they got the win for that game. And they also had plenty of spirit, heaps of noise that's and great. cheering from the other schools as well. And now that's a great idea for your school to do. It doesn't need a lot of preparation. You can just have a bit of fun with your school mates get a competition out on any sporting oval and get everybody else to cheer you on and have a bit of entertainment. That's right. And it can go in different ways. It could be more like our school where we had uh, the competition between students and teachers, Mm -hmm. or it could be a competition like these schools from Wesley uh, and and, uh, what was that? What was the other school name? Sorry. It was Penrose. Penrose. So Mm -hmm. between Wesley and Penrose, you know, they had more of an inter-school competition. So maybe there's a school... Uh, you know, like that's pretty close school. to you, yeah, a neighbouring yep. school and you've been involved with them in the past. Maybe you could get involved with them again and have some fun, maybe do an inter-school competition with them, try and get involved in uh, in the sp- in sport in the sporting world with them exactly. as well. And like you said, it doesn't require uh, much m- much planning at all. Uh, it doesn't even require much money. You don't have to yep. fundraise for anything. It's just a bit of fun getting different schools involved, getting different uh, students around the school involved. Yeah. A, a great and way to get great the schools Great entertainment involved. for everybody else watching as well. Yeah, that's right. 
So those were uh, three fantastic stories that we heard um, from three fantastic different schools. They were. Uh, well, four, including the, in the two at the end there who mm-hmm. competed against each other. So thank you, Nade, for, for sharing two of those fantastic stories. Thank you so much for having me. I had a blast. No problem. Any time. And uh, if if you want to hear your story on the Student Leadership News podcast, uh, feel free to send in your your story uh, to studentleadership.news and we'll be sure to post it uh, on the website on studentleadership.news and maybe at one stage we can talk about it on the podcast as part of our, our top three. Yep, just like we did today. That is right. So thank you everybody for listening. Uh, see you all next time. Thanks for listening to the Student Leadership News Podcast. Interact with us on social media and follow the news online at studentleadership.news.